0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation.
1: Hey, welcome back to the program, another episode of Shouts of Grace, and thank you for letting our conversations be a part of your day we don't take for granted anybody's time we know time is precious and that is why we believe the best use of a person's time is being in god's word and so here at shouts of grace we focus on going through god's word um through a variety of applications uh, looking at current events sometimes but mostly just looking at what the bible says about life what you and i experience every day and so that is what we're doing here. We have um, in studio today a good friend of mine, one of the um, pastors and elders at Redemption Hill Church, uh, Pastor Joe Funicello. What's up, my brother? Uh, not a whole lot, Steve. Happy to be here today. Yeah, well, happy Father's Day. I know it was last week, but um, you know we we're gonna we're gonna keep celebrating fathers because fathers need to be celebrated, Joe. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> but listen, if you are a first time listener here to Shouts of Grace, we want to say welcome and let you know. That we do have a website that you can um, go to. It's um, www.shoutsofgraceradio.com. I almost forgot that for a minute. And there at shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can catch up on a number of past episodes. Um, we got about two and a half years worth um, on a whole host, a whole range of topics. And so feel free to drop in there and, 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 and drop us a comment or an email or, you know, if you had a suggestion uh, about something, we'd love to hear from you. And if you are a return listener to hear, hear here at Shouts of Grace, we want to say thank you for your support. And as always, we like to give a shout out and a thumbs up to Key Radio for the use of their studios here in Provo, Utah. Well, today what we're going to do is we're going to start a little, um, kind of a little series. We're just going to, let's just make something up, Joe. We're going to call it Psalm Hopping. Um, we're going we're gonna to hop around the Psalms and and kind of see what they have to say. If, if you're not familiar with the Psalms, they are just powerful powerful, powerful reminders of God's truths in, in hurting times, in times of great need. People turn to the Psalms for encouragement, and so uh, we want to do that. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to go through a Psalm that is very familiar for a lot of people, um, and if you're not familiar with the Bible, then after today, it will be familiar to you. And it's Psalm 23, um, and it's a Psalm that that King David writes, and it's often referred to as, um, you know, the, the the Song of the Shepherd. Or, or, um, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. And so, anyway, I want to jump right into this, Joe, and then I want to kind of break out in our conversation. So, Psalm 23 in verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Uh, Pastor Joe, this is a, a powerful psalm, and it starts off um, by saying, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When you think of that phrase, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, how does that insert itself into your life and perhaps the lives of our listeners that we can better understand what God's role is in relation to us?
2: Well, he, you know, he's extremely involved in our lives, of course, and so When it says, I shall not want, you could also say, I shall not be in need. And Mm -hmm. so he knows everything that is, uh, coming into my life. That's a part of my life. Um, and then, uh, and he's involved in every aspect of that for providing for me as a good shepherd, you know, the greatest thing he provided when he talked about him being a good shepherd was in John ten, when he said, "And uh, I, I'm the good shepherd, and I give my life for my sheep." So the the main provision he did. But then this goes down to just I think everything where he's involved, he's intimate, and um, and he's caring for us.
1: Yeah, I think of what Isaiah fifty three six says. It says, "We all like sheep." have gone astray each has turned to our own way and the lord has laid on him christ the iniquity of us all and i think you know a lot of times people don't understand the dynamic between a sheep and a shepherd right the 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 sheep is is the dum-dum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's the one that kind of does whatever he wants to do and really the shepherd is the one who corrals him Those shepherd's the one who sees to it that he doesn't run off into places that he shouldn't be, that he doesn't get eat by wolves because the sheep are constantly being hunted. And so the shepherd really has a dynamic role, and and the sheep are completely dependent upon him, right? How does does, does that relate with our walk with God?
2: Well, uh, you know, I think, first of all, when I think about that, I think, you know, the example, like you just said, the shepherd taking care of the sheep, it's a place of comfort. Mm. because, you know, um, the sheep cannot really defend themselves against the wolves; They are completely relied upon to have the shepherd really take care of them. And so I, I know, um, that with those thoughts, he's looking out after me. You know, if if I go astray, you know what, he has that staff with the hook and he's going to go get me. He's going to bring me back into the sheepfold and he's going to look after me and take care of me. And, um, you know, like he says, he hasn't lost a single one, hmm. and, uh, and he'll go out. He'll leave the 99 and go out for the one that's lost, but it's a place of comfort because he's there looking out after me. He's watching me, uh, taking care of me, and then the things that concern me, the things that are of issues, he's involved right in the midst. So it's a place of rest. Yeah.
1: Um, and, and I think he even goes on to say that in a second. We'll look at that. But I want to kind of touch on something that you mentioned, because, um, you know, uh, the the truth is, Joe, is that, you know, all of us is some is as Isaiah 53 says, all of us. Are like sheep that have gone astray right and and god comes after us he comes looking for us and i yes. think i think a lot of times um what people don't understand is you know there, there's a great book if someone's never read it it's called a shepherd's look at psalm 23 it's just kind of a classic but but in that um there's kind of a description of of what a shepherd does if a sheep keeps running away the shepherd will actually break the sheep's legs so he can't run away and then he'll pick him up and he'll carry him for a while, you know, And 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 I think there's something there that's that's a powerful imagery of what God does in his shepherding of his people and how he loves them is if we constantly keep straying, if we're constantly just bucking up and there's tension on that on that rope that clings us to God, you know, at some point, God will discipline us as a shepherd. He'll break our legs if you will but but he doesn't break our legs and leave us out in the field and say now get home (laughs) (laughs) you know he he picks us up and he carries us until we're healed and the whole idea is you know that the sheep would learn that the shepherd has a rod too he has a staff but he also has a rod and that discipline part is from the lord as well right yes
2: yes and uh and you know in hebrews it talks about you know he he disciplines those he loves and so um you know his his uh, love for us is shown because of the same thing we do with Our children, when they were growing up, if, you know, you've had kids and, you know, you're not going to allow them to run by the road or go play on the freeway or, you know, things like that, Um, you're going to take care of your kids. And if they continue to do those things that weren't, then then there's going to be, um, you're going to discipline your kids because you love them because you don't want them to go out and get hurt. And, you know, and when you think about, you know, he, the Lord doesn't discipline or correct or do things just cause he wants to, or he's an ogre. He does it out of his loving kindness, hmm. you know, and he's always thinking about our best. Um, even when we're not thinking about his best or what it is that we as Christians or um, as uh, husbands or, you know, in this season and stuff of father's day and everything, w- we may not always be thinking about the best, but he's always thinking about our best and he's yeah. always there
1: for us. Yeah. He makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters he makes me lie down in green pastures (laughs) you know I, i i think as people as christians we don't know what it means to rest we don't know what it means to enjoy the lord right we're so busy whether it's in our jobs whether it's in our schools whether it's in our churches we're just busy 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 right and 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 here's what happens is we become Like the Martha that Jesus refers to who's upset when she sees Mary, her sister, just sitting at Jesus's feet, soaking it in while she's busy, 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 busy. (laughs) And and Mary and and, and Martha says, hey, Lord, like tell her to get up and pull her weight, man. Like this is this is crazy. And Jesus says she has chosen the good thing and it will not be taken away from her. Oh, Martha, Martha, you're busy about a lot of things, but your sister has chosen the good thing. And so I, I think there's something needful in this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Joe, we need to rest in the Lord as Christians. What does that mean to rest in the Lord? Because I don't think a lot of our listeners know, frankly, I don't even know if I know what that means.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when you you think about a physical rest, and like you said, busy, 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 and we're running, and we're doing, and we're all these things. And, and I believe that God does at times for, you know, different different uh ways he does that but he allows us to have rest and and um and he allows us to or he causes us to have a place of rest but i think in the spiritual aspect um there's a rest that the book of hebrews talks about in the new testament and that book of rest is um causes us resting in him that he has completed the work that we are resting in his finished work and so we're not striving well i better read my bible i better pray better do all those things are great and are needful but they're not needful for me to get god's attention god's Mm. approval god's favor anything from god because the rest i think he he ultimately or primarily wants for us is to rest in him and say listen I've done this completed work on the cross for you. You have put your trust in me. Don't pick something up and try to make it better. I've done all that work. Now, by faith, just start resting in that. And I think as he teaches that us of his abundance of grace, it actually causes us not only to find rest, but it causes us to walk in a way that's honoring to Him.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Hey, join us on the other side of this break as we continue unpacking Psalm 23 that you're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We will be right back.
0: You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation.
1: Welcome back to the program. Um, before the break, we were, um, were in studio today with Pastor Joe Funicello, one of the pastors and elders of Redemption Hill Church, um, the church that, that, that I help pastor. And Joe, before the break, we were just kind of looking at Psalm 23, and we're talking about this idea of resting, that God makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. And then it's interesting because in verse 3, you have the outcome Of what happens when he makes us lay down in green pastures and it says he restores my soul and he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Man, I don't know about you, but but it's those times where God makes me lay down, God makes me wait on him, God makes me rest. That there's a purpose for it, there's a restoration of the soul because the soul gets weary, right? Our soul gets tired. I mean, we're just laboring or we're just, you know, we get caught up maybe in the world and the world is like a straw that just dips itself into your soul and it sucks everything out and you just got nothing left. And you're like, oh my gosh. But then we go and we wait on the Lord and we lie down in green pastures. And the end result of that is a restoration of the soul. And I got to tell you, if you're a believer and you're listening you need that you need to have your soul restored constantly right scripture says that um that that e- e- even the young will grow weary and they'll faint but he who waits on the lord will renew his strength and and i think that is starting it's 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 almost like it's being replaced with this new theology of of do 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 right and and what are you doing for god lately and what and it's just like whoa man like slow down and rest in the lord what's the benefit to me joe when when i stop and my soul's restored like what what personal benefit
2: do i get from that by waiting on the lord well i i, I think like you mentioned my soul is um restored and then from that he leads me in path of righteousness for his name's yes. sake I, you know i think from the restored soul and from the relationship that's refreshed by god it says um in the new testament that we are his workmanship created for good works and so <clears throat> when we have a a a relationship that is restored. Um, And then we're fresh. And then all of a sudden he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Things are taking place that blesses him. And I'm being blessed just to be led in the things that he's called me to do before uh, the foundations of the world. And so the refreshing allows me to get back up and just walk in, you know, because it says in his presence is fullness of joy. And um, to walk and refreshing, freshman and being refreshed and having energy and being renewed and having maybe new vision. And now you're back walking exactly what uh, walking close to him.
1: Yeah. Amen. So so then he goes and he transitions now into verse four. And, and, and I know people don't like this part of Christianity, even though. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Um, Your rod and your staff, they come for me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Man, who wants a Christianity like that? right? I mean, when we come to the Lord, we want happiness, we want joy, we want prosperity, we want all health and everything, and, and certainly the valley of the shadow of death. Wherever that place is, keep that away from me. I don't want anything to do with that. But what we don't realize is it doesn't matter whether it's a mountaintop or it's the valley of the shadow of death, right? It's God's with us in death. We know that, right? But he's also with us in the shadow of death when it seems like there's no hope it seems like the end is here regardless of 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 whatever it might be whether it's financial whether it's relationship related whether it's you know church related there's a shadow of just destruction and it says there joe that god is with me and i shouldn't fear the evil that's present in that valley and that's a theology of suffering that Christians don't like. They don't like the valley of the shadow of death because why they fear evil there they fear that evil will overtake them right and and that's the place of forging that's the place where god strips away all of the all of the stuff that that's kind of the facade of christianity and you're raw before god and he's taking you through hard times and you're being honest between you and him and it's like i don't understand this i don't see justice i don't see equity I don't I don't see fairness this isn't right and and maybe that valley of the shadow of death is physical. you're experiencing things physically right I, I I shouldn't shouldn't be going through this. I've given my life to you god i've I've given finances to you I've given you everything this isn't fair. this is how you repay me right I mean there's all kinds of things that go through our mind in the valley of the shadow of death. but what's the most important thing for us to grab onto in this Joe when he says though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. What's the most important thing in that valley to realize?
2: That uh, you're with me. Amen. He he is with me in the valley. It goes back to being the good shepherd. Never leave, never forsake. So he's with me in the place I do not understand. He's with me in the place that I'm afraid. He's with me in the place and you can go on and on and on. He is there and he hasn't left me.
1: And I'll tell you something else. In that valley, there's a rod and a staff and they both comfort Right, and 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 I've found in my own personal life, when God takes me into that valley of the shadow of death, and He's there, there's there's a building up and a shepherding and a discipleship that God does with personally me. But there's also correction. There's also yeah. the rod that he does in the valley, right? Yeah. Talk yeah. about that, because people don't like to know, like, you know, how 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 can God do that? How can God bring affliction on somebody? And how can you bring good out of affliction? I don't understand that, because I got friends. I got friends that were pastors that are saying, I don't believe that. I don't yeah. believe that God can do that.
2: Yeah, well, um, not only can he, but he does, because it goes back to him loving us so much. Because you know what? I don't know my heart, like he knows my Mm. heart. I don't know everything. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but he's preparing me for that. I don't know things, but I'll tell you what, the shepherd that sees everything knows everything. Mm. And so he takes me in a place like that. And like you said, you're communing with him. And all of a sudden he's speaking things to your life. You never saw before. Mm. I never knew that Lord. That's been a part of my life all my life. And you have loved me with that. You know, it's like, what the heck? And so, yeah, and yeah, I do love you, and so, but this is what I want you to, uh, you know, think about and, and 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 give this up. Don't be a part of this, okay?
1: Yeah, you got it, Lord. And I think in part because there's something about the valley of the shadow of death that that brings us to our knees. When And we raise our arms. I mean, you look at David's yeah. life. He was in the valley of the shadow of death. We call it the caves running from Saul. And some of his greatest psalms were written in, in those caves because he was, he, had, he, had, he was homeless. Nobody liked him. He was running from everybody and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a psycho was after him to kill him. It's just yeah. like, and look what came out of it, yeah. you know, an exposure yeah. of self. Yeah. And and just this wonderful grace of mercy of yeah. God.
2: And if, you, and if you go back to what you originally said, you have pastors who don't believe God takes people through this. Just look at David. He was anointed king, and then he went into the caves. Mm. Then he was pursued. Mm. Then he had all these difficulties. You know what? Uh, it wasn't an easy street for David. Yeah. The Lord was building him and preparing him to be a good king. Yeah. Amen. He says in
1: verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. And I love this verse because a lot of times we think when when relationships start to become fractured and we have enemies and they're hurting us or they're attacking us or they're saying things about us that, oh, I just got to get out of here. And what God says is, "Nope, I'm going to prepare a table for you. I'm gonna set you down right in the middle. I, I just picture this picture this battlefield. I don't know why, my mind goes weird, but I picture this battlefield, this big field and bombs and bullets are raging. And God says, now I'm going to prepare a table right here with all these bombs and bullets and people yelling and death around you. And you're going to be calm in the midst of a storm and you're going to eat and you're going to commune with me. When the Bible talks about preparing tables, it usually refers to communing with God. So I'm going to put you in an enemy situation, maybe even an enemy territory, chaos, chaos, just totally going off and you are going to have a meal with me right there. You're going to fellowship with me right there. Wow,
2: that's, that's awesome. That's deep, man. <laughs> that I'm just is, yeah. like,
1: God is that good, you know? And so we don't have to flip out and freak out and trip out when we're, when we're in those, in those battlefield moments. Cause God says, that's where the tables at. That's where the communion's at. And so I love it. Finish this up, Joe. It says verse six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The end of the Christian experience. Talk about that in the last minute that we have Amen.
2: left. Well, uh, it was well said yesterday with your message that the man who who uh, commits his life to the Lord, and uh, none of us are perfect. That's not what we're saying. Um, but the man who commits his life to the Lord. And seeks to do his will and considers him. This is the end of your life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The future outcome of the man gets a a uh, a um, a welcoming in heaven. Well done. thy good and faithful servant, um, mm-hmm. you know.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, listen, we're out of time for this um, this episode of Shouts of Grace, and we are sure blessed and delighted that you chose to join us and we just want to let you know here at Shouts of Grace we don't ever want to close the program without letting you know that um, Jesus Christ is the atoning sacrifice for every person's sins and so if you have not put your trust in God you have not given your life over to God we want you to know that the Bible says that you are a sinner that means you're not perfect and the Bible says that the problem is that the wages of that imperfection or that sin is death but it goes on to say the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ meaning Jesus came and he took and he paid the penalty for your sin, something you could never pay. Um, And then he offers you righteousness in in place of your sin. And so if you haven't done that, we encourage you to cry out to God and ask him to forgive you and to save you. We hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll see you here next time on Shouts of Grace.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life, and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. you can visit us online at ShoutsofGraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.